0: You're listening to Fresh Ideas for Teaching. Hi, everyone. This is Walter. The Fresh Ideas for Teaching podcast is presented by Savvas Learning Company. Welcome back to our three-part series on practical tips for using authentic resources in the world languages classroom. In the first two podcasts, Rich Sayers and Sarah disak Vite explored how to prepare students to listen to or, and or read authentic resources and what to do as students experience them. In this third podcast, Sarah and Rich provide suggestions for what to do after students have worked with the authentic resource. Without further ado, here's Sarah and Rich.
1: All of these ideas will really help students to understand the content of an authentic resource. Speak to us about what we can do after our students have listened to or read an authentic resource.
2: Oh, thanks Sarah. I I love the way you phrase that question because What that emphasized was a large part of what we have done and talked about so far. And the value of an authentic resource is it's great for that interpretive mode that we all see in our state and national standards. In other words, our students are receiving the language and they're demonstrating their comprehension um, of that. But we would be remiss to kind of stop there. Why not? Let the authentic resource then take us into the interpersonal mode. And that probably happens best uh, once they've spent some time with it, uh, as we discussed in our second podcast, kind of interacting with that, understanding it, demonstrating their comprehension. Um, So maybe they have those checklists or those tables, or maybe they filled in some kind of a graphic organizer with information. I I sometimes made the mistake as a teacher thinking that the graphic organizer or the checklist was the end itself. No, actually what it is, is one, it's it's a great tool to make uh, understanding uh, go more easily for our students, but then it's a great tool for them to be able to communicate. So suppose that they are looking now at their checklist, they're looking at their graphic organizer where they filled information um, into different aspects of it, and perhaps we put them together in groups of three. And now what we ask we maybe give them some general questions, like suppose that we had watched a video about uh, what uh, students, young people in a particular country do during their free time. So then we could just ask a very general question, like what activities uh, do they often participate? What do they do on the weekend versus during their school days? Whatever questions seem to be generated by the video. And then what our students would do is they would look at the information that they had in their checklist, their tables, their graphic organizers. But now what they need to do is that we want them to work together to communicate, to try to put into sentences what they think they um, understand. So this, at this point, is just making some of those summary set statements uh, that we were talking about before. But then what I would want to do is to not just stop there that 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 hopefully is interesting to our students to be able to talk about um, uh, young people in another culture but again whenever we can then make that connection with comparisons with similarities and differences to their own experiences so now remember before we started by talking about things related to this um, topic Well, let's come back to that now. But now what we have is more information that actually came out of the authentic resource that now we can embed in some conversational uh, topics that the students will talk among themselves in pairs, in small groups. And again, what we know about any student's buy-in and love for an experience is when their own lives are brought into that, when they can share what they care about and what they've experienced. And now that conversation, that interpersonal mode is letting that happen.
1: Yeah, so that, that's great. And when I think of of the interpersonal uh, mode, and a, I remember all the ways I used to group or divide or or pair up my students. I know we talked about in our second um, podcast how we help struggling students. Do you have any suggestions for how we might help incorporate our gifted students or the heritage speakers in our classrooms?
2: Sure. As a matter of fact, this is such a fun topic when you think about. Uh, those groups of students. Um, So one thing that could be used with any of our students, but these um, uh, more gifted students, the students who are ready for a challenge, the heritage speakers, if you have, for instance, a discussion board or a blog feature that you typically use with your students, and you can then put a prompt up there, Students can then just respond. So what about taking a question related to the video and then putting that on your discussion board or your blog for the day and having students go in, read each other's, read your prompt, each other's responses, um, answer that. All of our students could do that. Uh, a great way to then make take that up a notch for students who are ready is, can you then go out and find some things, find images find videos and so forth and add those to it. Now they're beginning to kind of personalize that. Um, I love thinking about our heritage speakers. Uh, whenever people have asked me, um, because, because I was a Spanish teacher and I had heritage Spanish speakers in my class, I often thought about what can I do to meet their needs Well, one of the things that our heritage speakers bring with them is they bring a community, they bring a culture. It could be their family, it could be that they live in a part of town where there's a lot of people from their um, own area or their own language who live there together. It could be grandparents and extended family, and they may really have experience. They may know words about this topic that our other students um, don't know. So definitely encourage them to either write Or to prepare an oral paragraph um, about that and and encourage them to use both things that they learned in the video and maybe contrast that to some of their own experiences. So the the beauty of this is it's asking for a greater um, understanding and ability to communicate about it, but it's definitely saying, and you have some experiences that I want to hear you tap into them and and make um, comparisons of those second thing that i'd really like us to encourage like to encourage us to think about with this group of students who are ready for a challenge uh, or who maybe can handle a little bit more can you possibly find two different resources on a common theme now i know some of us are going oh rich <laughs> I- i'm lucky to find one that i think is going to be u- useful in my class but amazingly sometimes uh, depending on the topic as popular topics that are out there you can find more than one Well, how about asking this group of students who maybe can do this more easily to read something on a topic and watch a video on that topic. And then based upon that, what are they hearing the people talk about? Obviously you want the same topic so that they can do some kind of inner cultural um, comparison, a comparison of different perspectives of the people or different um, experiences that they have, and then give them some questions on that. I wish we could do this with all of our students all the time, but I'm realistic enough to know that it's a, that's a very challenging thing to do. So this is the kind of thing that I think could be used with heritage speakers in in our class who are now mixed in with the other students or that group of gifted students that we just need to be able to give them. They need to stay pace with the rest of the class, but they could be given kind of a challenge activity that makes it truly interesting for them uh, to do that. So I think the use of authentic resources opens up all kinds of possibilities for this group of students.
1: Yeah, that's wonderful. And everything that you just talked about uh, makes me think of bringing the presentational mode um, of communication from the ACTFL standards into the classroom. Can you speak about how we might have our students present to an audience as we use an authentic resource?
2: wow sarah you, you kind of touched on several of these things as you asked me these questions i'm thinking oh gosh that's what i didn't do so well and what i mean by that is there were too many times in my classroom when i brought that authentic uh, video in for instance and i thought this is to help them uh this is help help them with listening comprehension and it's and, and that's good it does but i never thought about the fact that it still brought in a topic that they could talk about in the interpersonal mode, but also in the presentational mode. And here's why um, I think that is so important. Often if you're watching an authentic video or you're reading an authentic text, the creator of that had some information that they wanted to then get across to people. And maybe they chose a certain format for that. Well, wouldn't it be interesting for our students then if we've gone through the entire time with the comprehension, had some good discussions, some good summary about it, but then we say, well, what if you were to take this same topic, but you had to then prepare something that would communicate that to students in another country? Many, many student, uh, many teachers are now looking for different um, or using different online um, sources to get kids communicating with uh, people in another place. Or maybe you live in a community where you know that there are people who use the language and maybe they would be they would love to find out more about the students in your class because they've developed some kind of a, a project in this way. So if that's the case, you have all kinds of things that are going to be really fun. What I would suggest is that we need either as an entire class or the individual group, who's going to be my audience. So that's that's an important one. It could be that that's part of the, the underlying assignment, but um, that's definitely a starting place. And then based upon what they watched or read in the authentic resource, what was the kind of information that was there? And for, your, for what you're going to share about your own experiences, if it has to do with Uh, Let's say celebrations that take place in a particular community. You know, what kinds of activities, who takes part, um, all those kinds of things. So have them think through and make sure that they're preparing that information. And now the real fun for our students is how are they going to deliver that? Because they live in an age now where they think about, I've got all these ideas. I have all this information, this content, and I I know how to get it to an audience out there. Are they going to create a video? Are they going to put it on YouTube? Um, Is it going to be their Instagram? Are they just going to do something more typical to a school setting, like a PowerPoint um, or a keynote presentation? Maybe some of them still love to be more artistic, and they're going to create a poster or something like that. So I think the beauty of it is you don't have to decide that. Let them be involved, and maybe each group chooses something different. And then they're going to create, but again, what I sometimes didn't realize was they're not really creating that presentation for senior sayers at just so that they get a grade. This generation of young people create them so that they can share it and so that there can be feedback. So is that going to be delivered within the classroom? Is it going to be posted in some way online so that other students can can view it and then uh, provide feedback on it? So now you've taken that authentic resource that started with just comprehension, then had some good uh, communication about it, and now has turned into a presentation project. Wow, that that's that's a beautiful step-by-step process.
1: Yeah, that would be so exciting. Rich, I really appreciate all the great tips that you've shared with us for using authentic resources in the World Languages Classroom. Is there anything else you'd like to say to encourage or guide us in using them?
2: Um, yes, I, th- there are several things, and many of these, as I've already shared, are kind of born out of some of my um, experiences that were successful and some that were not so successful. Um, first of all, I, I want to go back to the comment that I just made where I talked about that I took one authentic resource and went from comprehension to interpersonal communication about it to presentation. I'm going to be realistic with you. I wasn't doing. I I couldn't do that every week in my class. I couldn't do that when I had 160 students and have that happen in every one of my classes. So please understand. That, you know, we're we're setting up some of the high ideals and what I hope to happen. But again, we have to kind of pace ourselves. We have to recognize that we're working within a curriculum. I hope that some of these things that I've suggested might replace some of the other kinds of things that we used to do of those same purposes, so that. Um, We're not just adding newer things, but when we get started, I think the beginning step, and I would say this about anything. And I think that I think about myself back in the eighties when I was really trying to get my class to be more communicative, I had to take baby steps and that meant um, start with things and try it out and recognize that when you try it out, you may not have it all figured out from the very beginning. So, with authentic resources, I would say as you're searching for them, look for the ones that you believe will be high interest to your students. Look for the things that have a lot of visual to them so that that helps in the understanding, that bring in a lot of familiar language. Because again, you're wanting to start with success, maybe before you add some of the other challenging things. You've heard me say a couple of times, if you've heard all three podcasts, Uh, Spend time as a teacher viewing that authentic resource through the eyes of your students. Really critical. And then reminding the students that they won't understand everything, but that you are structuring the tasks so that they will be um, successful. If it doesn't work out perfectly, (laughs) you have to do the same thing as your students do. Don't get discouraged by that, learn from the experience. I mean, how many of us have as classroom teachers had a Spanish one class second hour and sixth hour and second hour, oh my gosh, you learned so many things that by the time you got to sixth, you had already adapted it and and that went that much uh, more smoothly. So learn from your experiences. And the last thing, and I mentioned this um, in one of our other podcasts, I'm looking forward uh, to working with Zavis on a second uh, podcast series. And and that one, what I want us to look at is, if you're bringing authentic resources into your classroom, how can you see the culture of the people through that? Because we've spent a lot of time on the language aspect, and that's very, very important. But the cultural aspect is just as important. So even yourself, as you begin to kind of dabble in it, make sure that what your students are seeing and what they're hearing, not just in language, but in the way people live and what they value and so forth, that you're letting that authentic resource bring that to your students too. That's equally important.
1: Well, this has been such a delightful conversation. Hopefully our listeners have gained some valuable insights into how to use authentic resources effectively in their classrooms. Rich, thank you so much for your time today.
2: Well, thank you. It's obviously a topic that I love to talk about and that I think is really at the forefront of what we're trying to do in world language education.
0: Walter, back to you. That's all the time we have for today. Many thanks to both Sarah Dietzak-Vaitay and Rich Sayers for joining us. Be sure to subscribe to the Fresh Ideas for Teaching podcast. Until next time. This podcast is presented by Savvis Learning Company and Next Generation Learning Company, providing award-winning solutions for grades pre-K through 12. Visit savvist.com today. Learn with us.